It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, December 29th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is getting the coffee ready for Flyers After Dark versus the Sharks tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a late one. All right. Uh, we will be talking about that and Carter Hart update and more World Juniors all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnFlyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and all the latest Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts Apple, Spotify, Odyssey. So subscribe, you'll get all of our episodes. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So check us out over there as well. Russ, I, I gotta say, it has been a roller coaster once again with the information about Carter Hart. Uh, I did swing by practice mm-hmm. yesterday, and there were three goalies on the ice. I was a little confused, and uh, lo and behold, Carter Hart was out there. And uh, you know, after they had said officially that he was on IR. And so I think what we're talking about here is that they had to officially put him on IR retroactively because of concussion protocol. And uh, regardless, he is going to get checked out to clear him to play. He was cleared for practice, but not cleared to play in a game yet. So all three of the goalies are going on the trip. Okay. I don't know why you would fly a goalie if he has a concussion. Like Anthony Sanfilippo said that he had a slight concussion um, before the break, uh, I've had concussions and they come in grades. When you say that someone had a slight concussion, we don't know what grade, right? But you shouldn't be flying with any type of concussion. So why do I think Carter Hart's even going to be on this trip? And why should he be on this trip if he has any kind of issue? Why do you have a guy on the ice if he's put on the IR? He shouldn't have been on the ice today. It doesn't make sense. None of this, the left hand doesn't know what the right's doing. Like we've used this expression before and it really was on display today. Yeah, there's definitely a disconnect going on communication wise. It, it was very confusing, and especially with yesterday's practice or the, you know, the day before his practice. Uh, I think that you know, he was out there and it seemed like everything was going to be okay. Then we get the information that he's on IR and then he shows up at practice again. I I think that's an easy thing for them to solve. And they they haven't figured out a way to communicate that effectively because then you have Torts saying he's going to start in the second two games. And the reason why all three of them have to go out there is because he wants to start Sam Erson in this game against the Sharks. 
uh, but he'll need Sandstrom to back him up. And the reason why he wanted to start Sam Erson was that he liked Sam Erson's play and wants, you know, to get a better sense of, of how he would do in another game after we recovered, after being pulled, right? He goes back in and has a good third period against Carolina. But I think that, yeah, it's it's definitely a case of, you know, the transaction and management side of things isn't keeping up with Taurus or vice versa. Or the versa. medical <laughs> even too, because again, yeah, you shouldn't fly with a concussion. If all three want to be on the trip and Carter Hart's not going to be on the trip and you're waiting for him to be cleared, then just fly him afterward. Why is he flying out with the rest of the team? That's my whole issue here. It's like there is a way to solve this and have the medical clearance be right too, but it just doesn't seem like it's all lining up. Yeah, and it also uh, isn't lining up for Felix Sandstrom either no. in all of this. And you know, Charlie O'Connor asked at the presser following practice that uh, I wasn't able to attend, but uh, I think that you know he asked that question directly of Torts, and you know his answer was, "Well, Sandstrom's been off the ice for a little bit due to illness, and then with the holiday break, so he needs more time to work with Kim Dillabaugh on a couple of things." But that just does not ring true to me. That just goes with the Torts rule, which is if you don't practice before the game, you can't be in the game. And again. There are some things that we're going to talk about in this episode that the coach does or has done that I think needs to be changed. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, it's it just really perplexing to me. All of this is, and I understand. And think about how the reporting is like, how does this look to the fans? Yeah. Not great. Yeah. There's not a lot of confidence here, <laughs> no. you know, at least from my perspective on on this and again you know if it's a simple communication issue then that's solvable yes. right but if, if there's a real medical issue here that is also concerning and it's mm -hmm. just not clear what's going on on either of those fronts and we could have different information by the time you hear this yes. podcast <laughs> so uh you know i think that that is also a problem that we don't have timely information that is you know, very accessible from, from the team on all of this. So aside from that, uh, one thing that I, I thought was interesting that Tortorella had to say in talking about Cam York is that uh, he sees him as a rover out there with huge potential. And I, I think that's a good sign because, you know, when we saw him in practice, he, they were rotating the defensive pairings. I think Torts really wants to mix things up, but uh, York had some time with Proveroff. Mm -hmm. um, so he could be seeing some top defensive pairing time in at least one of these games coming up. I couldn't disagree more with the coach that he's a rover. Like Tony D'Angelo is an actual rover because he can't play defense. Like that is your ideal rover. Cam York can play defense. Cam York has never been a super high octane offensive defenseman, and his shot right now is not the best. You see, it's not really accurate at the moment. So I get that he sees offensive potential, but I also get that the coach is kind of using him because he doesn't have anybody else for that role, which I don't think is great for development. Yeah, that, I mean, I think it remains to be seen, but I do think that York has a lot of potential to be a high-end defenseman in the organization. I just don't know if that role is the right one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, I've never seen him do it through all of his years going back to, you know, the program, Michigan, nobody's ever used him that way. Now he's going to get used that way. Uh, to me, if you're going to use a guy that way, 
you really have to have an amazing offensive game. He's not there yet. He's not even close to that yet. No, I think he does have the potential to really start quarterbacking the power play a little bit more than he has been. But that's a different aspect yes. of, of the defense. I have no problem with that. Yeah. So I think that's the middle ground here is like, let's give him more power play time and see how he does. Okay, Then just say that. That's what he should yeah. have said. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I, I agree with you. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> All right. And that th the other interesting thing at practice was uh, they were doing some special teams work. Uh, I think some specific penalty kill work where they were using sawed off sticks where there was a, a micro blade on the stick for the PK unit. Uh, and, you know, where it was like taped off. So there was maybe just a few inches right. of the blade there. And, uh, you know, obviously it was to practice some additional timing and getting your sticks in, in the way more effectively. But, you know, I, I'm not sure what that does for these particular PK units. Yeah, I'm just going to roll my eyes. I am. I mean, again, is he trying to, he has to look at this team and this game and not look at it from a perspective that everything I've ever done before is going to work with these guys because it's not. And some of it is clearly not working. And, and so you would hope that maybe he would curtail some of that. Now you said that they worked on the power play. I don't know for how long it probably wasn't long enough based on where they're ranked, but okay. And the PK does need work, but again, can't you just work on the structure of the PK rather than doing this ancient old kind of drill that may not give you any real results it might with some veterans but i don't know if it's going to with younger players like i just i just look at it and just think to myself it's not the best way to do it yeah i mean they could have been working on the structure at the same time and so you know focusing on positioning themselves versus their stick you know there's a lot to it with that particular drill but i do think that you know, the power play is obviously the side that that needs the more work. And they were getting, you know, incidental work on that drill. But not enough. PK, right. Well, but the PK unit is out there practicing and the power play unit has to go up against it. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think that uh, there is, you know, a decent amount of work there being done. Uh, but again, you know, we'll see if that if they change anything in these upcoming games starting tonight all right well we are going to preview tonight's matchup against the sharks and uh, i will be joining jd young from locked on sharks to do that and we will be getting to that coming up next Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And Rachel, it's been a while. Uh, last time I think we talked was uh, after Martin Jones uh, joined the Flyers. So it's yeah. been a little bit. Uh, how was that? Martin Jones. What a what a guy. <laughs> 
honestly, no, in all sincerity, what a guy. Yes. Uh, he he did some real good work for the Flyers there. Let's in one soft goal every other game. But other than that, was pretty reliable as a backup. So thank you, he's, sir. He's for been your killing service. it in crack in Kraken terror land. Yeah. Right now. It's it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm I'm glad that he found his game. And you know, sometimes you you know how it is where teams have to teams and players sometimes you everyone needs a fresh start. So good to see him doing well in Seattle. But yeah, um, you know, the Flyers, the bounce back uh, everybody needs is, is in Philadelphia. So, Rachel, how are you doing? Um, again, I know it's been a while. We're both very uh, teams that are kind of similar, but not similar. Similar in the standings, but very different styles of play. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with, with the Flyers. And Sharks Flyers played early in the season. Sharks won 3-0. But the Sharks have actually been relatively healthy especially when you look at their big names right eric carlson knock on wood um hasn't missed a game yet you know hurdle the only two games he missed was because of suspension you know tomas hurdle or timo meyer Logan Couture, like a lot of their big name guys who you know maybe a little, a little bit injury prone in years past haven't been playing have been playing every game with the exception of hurdle suspension but the sharks their big problem is kind of the back end of the goaltending um James Reimer has played pretty well this season, but he's, again, kind of being relied on a little bit too much, especially for an older goaltender. And then Capo Kakadin, who the Sharks traded for last offseason and was expecting to kind of make that leap as your potential starting goaltender and potential goalie of the future, has been abysmal this year. And he's got the, I think he has the second worst goal saved above expected in the NHL. And he's just been terrible. Uh, Reimer got hurt for a little bit. He kind of came in and played poorly most of the time um he had a, a shutout versus the canadians but i mean it's the canadians right um and that that's kind of been the story for the sharks where they've been playing a lot of fun offensive games and they've had no problem scoring the puck but they can't stop a nosebleed right now so it's going to be interesting to see um how these two teams kind of match up where the flyers we want to play tortorella play you know grind out a, a two to one win carter hart makes a bajillion saves and the sharks who are like Let's run and gun. Everybody gets six goals. Uh, no problem. Right. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll get into that a little bit more here in a minute. But, I mean, I think that's kind of been the story for the Sharks is they've been playing a lot of fun offensive games. But at the end, they just can't score. They just can't outscore their problems. But with, with the Sharks, right, uh, Capo Kakanen is going to be starting for them in this game. James Reimer played on uh, Tuesday against the Canucks, let in six goals. Part of them, James Reimer probably wants back. Part of them is the defense just being bad. Uh, Matt Benning, who left the game on uh, on Tuesday, practiced a little bit on Wednesday, but don't expect him to play. So it's going to be Eric Carlson and five left-handed defensemen um, running out there. So that should be really nice. fun. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you don't need just... That's fine. Eric Carlson just going to play just with all five defensemen. It's going to be great um, <laughs> at some point. But... You know, I think the the interesting thing for this game is, you know, the, the old saying is styles make fights, right? And Tortorella is, like I, we talked about before, Tortorella is kind of lock it down, you know, kind of keep things quiet, try to get to three goals and, and grind out a win. And the Sharks are like, hey, let's just run around and let Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer do fun things. So, um, you know, I think that's going to be kind of how this game decides is who can kind of infiltrate or kind of control the game right if, if the sharks can kind of get their offense going or if the flyers can kind of lock this uh kind of lock this down and 
Yeah, and for the the Sharks lines, so probably going to be similar to what we saw a uh, little couple little tweaks, but little similar to what we saw last time. So um, looks like they're going to continue to have the Hurdle Meyer split, uh, Meyer Couture, and then Barabanov. Barabanov was missing from practice Wednesday, but he it was a maintenance day. He should be uh, good to go. Matt Nieto, origins unknown. Uh, Tomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc on your second line. <laughs> origins unknown. <laughs> Nick Benito, uh, Nico Sturm, and Svechnikov on your third line, and then Jonah Gavich, Lawrence, and Lindblom um, on the fourth line. So it'll be interesting to see how, because I mean that that hurdle for most of the season we've seen Hurdle, Meyer, and LeBanc, and they've been an excellent line driving most of the, the Sharks' offense. I guess David Quinn right now is looking to kind of maybe try to find a little bit more balance by splitting them up. Uh, we know Kator and Barabanov, you you can't split those guys up because they just work well together and their their stats when they're separate are just terrible um but when they play together for some reason it just works but so um having timo meyer though on that line and the way timo meyer is playing right now he's already at 20 goals this season and that's including not scoring for the first nine games um so timo meyer i think is going to continue to just carry the, the sharks as he's been doing and eric Carlson on the back end has just kind of like as we talked about earlier it's had a renaissance season and you know, potential Norris caliber. He's on pace for 100 points, which out of a defenseman on a team that is bad uh, would be ridiculous if he, he gets to 100 points. So for the Flyers, if the Sharks lose this game, I guess it's kind of better. You know, if Kapokakinen continues to kind of play the way he's played, right? And he's known to give up a couple soft goals here and there. Um, and the defense, right? It's still, we know what Eric Carlson can do, but outside of Eric Carlson, it's a lot of, just kind of guys and they don't play the most structured defense. So if the flyers can kind of attack that with their forwards, um, you know, and I, I think that that's the flyers have to win this game at five on five, as you said, with the, the power of play, mm-hmm. the sharks penalty kills second in the league. And then the sharks power play is 14th in the league at 22%. And that's, you know, I don't think even that number does the sharks uh, penalty, power play justice because of the way they started this season on the road. And, Learning a new system, the power play took a little bit to, to get clicking. But now with Carlson and kind of running the power play and Timo Meyer being the, the biggest beneficiary, the, the power play has been a huge weapon for the Sharks. And if the Flyers penalty kill is as dreadful as you say it is, um, that could be a big problem for the Flyers. So kind of turning that into how the Sharks win this game. Uh, Kapokakinen, I, I think you can maybe get into a, a track meet with the Flyers. Um, just because I, I don't think the goalie matchup here is anything super stellar. So if Capo Kakinen does give up a couple soft ones, I think the Sharks can potentially make up for that. And especially the way the uh, Timo Meyer is playing right now. And he kind of has a thing with the Flyers where he he likes he scores a lot on the Flyers, right? He had his first career hat trick against the Flyers. Timo Meyer scored also in his past five games right now. Or Carlson's on a 10-game point streak. And I think they keep it going, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for, for you, Rachel. Um, unfortunately for us in the tankathon standings, though, uh, it's good for you in the tank, but uh, bad for us. But um, yeah, I, I think the Sharks offense is going to be a little bit too much for the Flyers. I think the Flyers do find plenty of offense in this game, but I think the Sharks just have a little bit more on the in the forward department, a little bit more scoring. And the way Timo and, and Carlson are playing right now, I don't know if there's anybody who can stop those two right now. Speaking of the offensive side for the Sharks, how's our old friend Oscar Lindblom doing? We miss him. I know. it's It's been tough. I was really, really excited about Oscar Lindblom signing because 
before he got cancer, I thought he was on his way to being like somebody special, like a, a top six, potentially top line guy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, potential 30 goal scorer, like on, on, you know, type of career season guy. And then he just hasn't really been able to find his game, unfortunately with, with the sharks. Um, you know, I think he's been healthy scratch twice and there's been, he's been kind of teetering on that, like being healthy scratched, but still playing type of thing because of a couple injuries here and there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a little bit rough for him in his first season in San Jose. And I think he's still trying to kind of figure out his, where he fits in with the sharks right now. Um, I thought he was going to kind of slide in on that, that second line that's be, with Couture and Bear Banoff. It's kind of been a rotating, you know, we've had Matt Nieto, Nick Benino, not like it's a, a bunch of household names there. And I thought Limblon would eventually win that spot and he just hasn't been able to kind of rise up out of there. So he's been playing mostly fourth line minutes and, you know, he scored a couple of games ago, finally got his first goal, but hasn't been the season. I think everybody's been anticipating from Limblon, unfortunately. God, I feel so bad. Yeah, you. it's one of those stories where you're going to look back. It's like if if he didn't get sick, just how good he could have been, you know? So Yeah. Unfortunately. So, uh, Rachel, before we leave, who do you have winning? I, I'm going to say the Sharks, but I think it's going to be something like five to four or four to three. Yeah, Sharks don't play yeah, that. Uh, we, we are under. There's You always bet the over with Sharks games because it's just always like that. Yeah, I got the Sharks winning. Uh, I think it's five to four. Uh, I think, like I said, I think the Flyers find some offense in this game, which is good, you know, especially on this road trip, help to find some offense for them. Um, the Sharks yeah. will awfully, uh, definitely cure whatever ails your your scoring woes. Um, but yeah, I think the Sharks just have, I think the way, like I said, um, Timo's playing right now and the way Carlson's playing right now, I think it's just a little bit too much for the the, the Flyers. If, if Hart was playing, I might lean Flyers in this game. But yeah, and unfortunately, I think it's, uh, I think those two guys are just a little bit too much for for anybody right now. So And that was part of my conversation with J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks. Thanks so much, J.D., for sharing that with us and our listeners. Up next, Russ and I will be back discussing the World Juniors Tournament. And now an important message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you're okay to drive after a few drinks, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So catching up on World Juniors, um, we weren't able to record this before the end of the USA game. So we'll talk about Cutter Gautier on tomorrow's show. But we did get to see Brian Zanetti and Team Switzerland in a second game against Latvia. And that was one of the most fun games, I got to say. It started off slow. Mm 
but it just it got really intense very quickly. And uh, Brian Zanetti, I would say, had a pretty decent game overall. Again, just defensively, he's so smart. His positioning is smart. Um, He was on the ice for the go ahead goal for Latvia late in the second period. Uh, Switzerland eventually tied it up later in the game, but that was on the penalty kill. And I would say he's maybe slightly responsible, but not entirely for that. Yeah. I mean, he plays a horde of minutes. So like, again, there's Mm -hmm. going to be times where he's on the ice for goals. There's just no way around it. Uh, It was a fun game. The Latvians really did give it all they had. You know, the shootout went way too long. Like, it's just like, please have some shootout. Seven rounds here. It's just too much. Uh, It's And then, you know, and then we get killed in the U.S. because that just runs over to the next game. And then we, you know, we don't get to see the beginning of the next game. It just, you know, it's in act. It's just we get caught up with like whatever's going on in the next game in progress. And and that kind of stinks, too. Yeah, and the Canadian uh, TSN broadcast, you can log on and watch it streaming, right? Yeah. You know, if you want to switch over to the other game, but on NHL Network, they stick with the game until it's over. Yeah. So that is unfortunate. It but is. Um, yeah, and uh, Zanetti also got an assist mm-hmm. on the first goal in the game. That was his first point of the tournament. Um, like you said, 20 minutes time on ice, uh, pretty hefty usage, drew a penalty. So uh, I think he's really, you know, a huge contributor to that Switzerland team. They're now 2-0 and in the tournament, lo and behold. Yeah, I'm really pleased with um, with the way he looks. And again, I always tell people it doesn't matter what round you get picked in because once you're picked, you get treated or you should get treated like every other prospect. And you never know where, you know, a star is going to happen. And I don't think he's going to be a star, but I do think he could be an NHLer. And so based on where he was picked, that's, you know, that could be a really good pick. So again, you like the progression, any kind of international play like this is always good for a player. Uh, It's been a fun tournament so far. Otherwise, I think uh, the Czechs are obviously dominating the stats so far because they have 14 goals in in two games. But uh, yeah, I should have taken somebody from my fantasy league because someone asked me to be in one, (laughs) and I didn't. I should have taken Yuri Kulich because you know I know Mm -hmm. that he's a a tremendous scorer. Uh, I did want to say something about Stanislav Slov. Svozil, though, I um, in his draft year, I had him ranked as a first rounder and he went in the third round to Columbus. And, you know, again, this is why I do rankings, because I keep them up there like you could rip me on my rankings anytime you like. But drafts are interesting because, again, I know people like to show the consolidated rankings of a player and sometimes a player just happens to drop in a draft. There may be one thing that teams don't like they get a book on the guy and all of a sudden he drops well you look at this player now and you tell me he doesn't look better than what should be what would you know was the third rounder he looks terrific on the power play he's having a great year with the Regina Pats offensively uh you tell me what he's not doing there you know so maybe he's just developed at the right time that's you know that does happen and good for Columbus to to finally take him because he could be a second pairing defenseman in the NHL someday. So he's fun to watch. Juracek looks great. I, again, I'm going to still say Juracek should have, you know, should have gone second. I'll just stand by that. I'll die on that hill for a long time. 
Yeah, I think, you know, other than that, uh, I watched the Germany-Sweden game yeah. and Germany played, like matched up with Sweden really well. Like they, they did. clearly prepped for that game really, really nicely. They only lost one to nothing. Like to hold Sweden to one goal in that game was really impressive. I thought uh, Kopp was excellent in net for mm -hmm. that team. And uh, I, I would look to them to just be another team to follow in this tournament. Yeah, the Heigl twins are fun to watch. Anytime you have twins, oh, yeah. there's always an intrigue there, right? That's and look, they're both yeah. in, they're both in junior hockey in Germany. So who knows if they ever play here? They may right. not. If they did, it would have to be like maybe when they're 25 or something. But but, the, but in this kind of tournament, you get things like this, these anomalies almost, and and they're fun. I mean, look how far Germany's come. The, the, the thing about this tournament is, and the reason why there can be so many upsets, is because teams have figured out how to play defense. Sweden had five guys, not Sweden, Switzerland will play five guys back sometimes. And you got to yes. break, and you got to break through that. There's no way to get through the neutral zone when they right. do that. Right. I mean, it's really hard. You have to do a dump and chase and you got to get past them. Like it's the only way. And, you know, and, and a team like Germany, they have, you know, great um, disruption. Uh, on their defense and their and they have good goaltending. That program's come a long, long way in the last five years. So, you know, I, I just look at it and I say, wow, you know, these these teams, a one nothing loss to Sweden is a great game. Like that's a great game. Yep. I was very impressed. Uh, lots more to come with World Juniors as the tournament progresses. Again, we'll talk more about Team USA and Team Canada. Uh, on tomorrow's show as we'll have more games in the books for those teams that'll do it for today and we will be back for the friday show to recap the sharks game we'll talk about the flyers versus kings over the weekend and more world juniors talk as a reminder we always want to hear from you so send your mailbag questions in via twitter at lockdown flyers or you can email us at lockdown flyers at gmail I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. You can get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.